You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 28. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset tools and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Hey friend, welcome back. Today I'm going to give you the most powerful self-coaching tool to create awareness and set you up for getting the results you want in life. This is a tool I learned where I'm certified at the Life Coach School and it was created by Brooke Castillo. The core of this model is originating from cognitive behavioral psychology and in my opinion this is the best and most simple tool that exists in the whole coaching industry. Once you learn how to use this, you will be able to understand why you feel the way you do and see how all the results you have in life are created by your thoughts and that you have a choice. You don't have to feel discouraged or hopeless in dating, for instance, and you can, by working on your thoughts, completely change your life and the results that you create. And the beauty of it is that it's actually very, very simple. I'm going to explain the concept and give you some concrete examples so you can start using this on your own. But before we dive into the content of today, I want to announce the three winners of the review competitions. As I have promised last week, I'm in my generous mood and I'm offering free coaching sessions to three women today. And I've chosen women from three different countries. So the first one says, Excellent podcast. I'm really enjoying this podcast and it feels very relevant to me as a professional who's trying to date again after divorce. It's helping me to relax, not take things personally, and to try to enjoy the process with the ups and downs. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is a woman from the UK and she calls herself L-I-E-N-D-S-W-22. The second one is a woman from Norway, and she says, Love your podcast. I have listened to all the episodes. Feel like you know my story and that you are talking to me. And she calls herself Pilates Smita. I'm sure this is not correctly pronounced, but I think you know who you are. Thank you so much for that. And then the third one is a woman from the US, and she writes, Fantastic content. Lage has so much valuable information to share and is presented so clearly. I'm back to dating as an independent, strong woman, which is confusing and challenging. I'm finding everything she says is relevant and so true. Check it out if you want to dive deep into what's causing dating confusion for you. Thank you so much, and this is a woman who calls herself Sugar Stacks. So, thank you everyone for these wonderful reviews and also a big thank to everyone who has reviewed and rated the podcast and that I didn't mention today. I really appreciate this. This is what encourages me to continue doing the work. So in order to get your free coaching session, you want to send me a message on Instagram at Lærke the Love Coach or send me an email with a screenshot of your review in Apple Podcast. And I'll put the email address in the show notes.
So on that note, let's dive into the self-coaching model, aka the model. The model can be used to describe basically all situations in life. It consists of five lines that each lead to the next line. So the first line is the circumstance. Things that exist in the world that we could all agree on. What you can record with a camera or a voice recorder. Something you can describe objectively. This could be another person or an event or something someone said or texted in the exact words. It has to be completely neutral, so you want to think of this like a really dry technical report describing something completely without any positive or negative value. Then we all have thoughts about the circumstance, and that's where it becomes very subjective and individual. And our thoughts are often loaded with either positive or negative value. We decide what we think about the circumstance. It's how we perceive our reality, our interpretation of the world. A thought is always running through your brain and it's something that can be described with a sentence. So that is the second line of the model. Then our thoughts create our feelings and a feeling is basically your body's reaction to the thought in your mind. Feelings are felt in the body and they are not a sentence. They are only one word that could be sad, happy, disappointed, excited, curious, and so on. And what is important to understand here is that not only do thoughts create feelings, nothing else creates feelings. The circumstances do not create your feelings. It's always your perception of the circumstances that create the feelings. This is for most people challenging to wrap our brain around in the beginning because we think that it's other people that make us feel the way we do. The man you are dating or your manager or your neighbor and so on. But it's always your perception of them. It's not the people themselves. It's always the thought that comes first and generates a feeling, except when we talk about the fight or flight response where The prefrontal cortex is bypassed, so the feeling comes first and then the thought, but it's something like 0.3 seconds after, so it's very quickly. And in some cases related to trauma, you also have a feeling that is prompted automatically, but otherwise it's always coming from a thought. And often it feels like we just have the feeling and the thought is not really clear to us. But that's just because we have so many automatic thoughts all the time and we're not conscious about all of them. But every time you feel something, you can look for the thought and find out why you had that feeling. So depending on which source you choose to rely on, the human brain processes between 50 and 70,000 thoughts per day. And 95% of them are repetitive. Our brain is constantly recycling thoughts and we are not conscious about all of them. So you can understand that sometimes it's not clear why we feel a certain way. You can imagine your unconscious thoughts like the basement of a house where you need to switch on the light and go actively look for the thought that created the feeling. And just for the record, when we talk about feelings in the model, we don't distinguish between feelings and emotions. For this purpose, it makes a lot of sense to include everything as feelings. So that was the third line of the model. Now your feelings are what drives your actions and sometimes inaction. 
If you feel motivated or committed, you might take a lot of action, whereas if you feel doubt or confusion, you might not do much actively, but you can still have a lot of mental actions, such as overthinking and ruminating, for instance. And the sum of your actions and inactions, that's what create your results in life. And we always can see the thoughts showing up in one or the other way in our results. So to sum it up, the model has five lines and they are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions or inactions and results. And each line leads to the one below and you have to go through the steps to find the result. You never have just a thought that leads straight to an action, for instance, but you might have a feeling that you barely notice and that motivates the action. So I'm going to give you an example here to make it more concrete. If we look at a dating app as a circumstance, a dating app is a neutral circumstance. It's a platform that permits people to connect online and share photos and texts about who they are and what they're looking for. It is neither good nor bad, it's just a tool. Then we all have different thoughts about it. We can think that there are no good men on the dating apps or that the kind of man I'm looking for is not on the apps or dating apps sucks that there are only losers on the apps and I'm probably not going to meet anyone interesting there. So let's imagine you have a thought like there are no good men on the dating apps. Then how do you feel? You probably feel discouraged or resistant or unmotivated, maybe even hopeless or pessimistic. So if we say that you feel discouraged, then we now have a model where your thought is there are no good men in the dating apps and your feeling is discouraged. Then how do you think you will show up? What are the actions you would take and in what kind of energy? So you might still open the app and swipe through profiles if this is something you have decided to do. But what is the energy you do it with? If you don't expect to meet anyone interesting and you're just doing it because it's on your to-do list, but you don't really believe it's possible to get a good outcome, then your brain will be quick to judge and make the conclusion that it's only bad profiles and you will be less open to noticing the good ones. And even if you find a few profiles you would classify as good, you might still think that this is too few, that if there is only one in 25 you like, it's not enough, and it proves that there are no good men on the dating apps. It's almost like you constantly find evidence that it's not working. And so you might go low-key on your conversations with the few that you feel okay chatting with, and when you swipe and see someone who's in the gray zone, the zone where there isn't anything negative to see, but is also not a profile you feel particularly drawn to, then you would probably not be open to matching with them. Now, what is the result you create in the end then? You confirm to yourself that it's difficult to find a good man in the dating app. So that could be one model you have. And then once you become aware, you might want to ask yourself, is that serving me to think that there are no good men in the dating apps? Am I getting the result I want? Do I feel good when I open the dating app? Probably not. And then you get to decide if you want to keep the thought or not. It's not a question of proving it right or wrong, but deciding whether it serves you. We always want to evaluate a thought based on whether it serves you or not, because we can find evidence that it's true as well as evidence that it's wrong. But if you want a different experience with a dating app, 
you will have to challenge your thought. As you might have figured out by now, it's always on the thought level we can work on changing our model. That's where all our power is. That's what generates the rest in the model. The circumstances are not always possible to change, but our thoughts are. So ask yourself, what would those who don't agree on that thought, what would they think? What could be some other ways of thinking? I like to imagine myself in a parallel universe, sort of the version of me who is always thinking the thoughts that serve me and that brings me the result I want. What would she think? Or what would someone you know and admire think? You can do a little brainstorming here to come up with 5 to 10 other ways of thinking about the exact same circumstance, in this case the dating apps, and we don't want some toxic positivity thoughts, we want thoughts that feel true to you. For instance, if you remind yourself that in most cases there are new people joining the app every single day, so you could have a thought like, I get to connect with new interesting men every day. Or, I get to connect with men I would have never met otherwise. Or, I don't need to be excited about everyone in the app, a few is already enough. Or just, I'm open to being surprised. Write down a number of new thoughts and try not to be too critical, just write them out and then you can sort of try them on like a piece of clothes and see how they feel. Do they feel true to you? Do they create a feeling you like? So if we choose one of these, let's say, I get to connect with new interesting men every day, which I think is actually a useful thought because it's very true and it's not this kind of hyper-positive or unrealistic thought. So then try to imagine how would that make you feel. This is a more open feeling. It could be curiosity, for instance. And if you feel curious when you open the app, you are not going to judge so quickly when you look at the profiles. Curiosity is such a good energy to approach a dating app with. We cannot judge at the same time as we are curious. Basically, curiosity is the opposite of judgment, and you open yourself up to possibility by practicing curiosity. Then, from the thought, I get to connect with new interesting men every day and feeling curious, then how would you approach the dating app? You have a more open energy and you probably would be open to connect with some of the guys that are in the gray zone. You wouldn't make any conclusions about them too early and you would feel more motivated to open the app and swipe through profiles. And you feel better yourself. Curiosity is for most people a better feeling than discouragement. And you end up matching with more guys and most likely you notice some that you would have swiped no to before. So the result you create is that you enjoy the process more and you create more possibility for yourself. You don't miss out on as many potential matches as you could have if you showed up expecting no one to be interesting and swiping really fast through them. Now in this example we change the model by starting at the thought and trying to come up with a new thought. But you could also decide to start changing your model by looking at the feeling and ask yourself, how do I want to feel when I'm on the dating app? And then from there, find out what you need to think to feel that. You always want to choose thoughts that feel true and that are serving you. So as I mentioned earlier, all your power lies in the thoughts and most of us go around thinking that our thoughts are true 
but the vast majority of thoughts we are thinking are not objective facts. They are our own perception of the world, interpretation of the fact, and there could be a million other ways of thinking. And once you realize that, you get a lot of freedom. It might feel annoying in the beginning when someone tells you that your thought isn't the truth and you create all the results you have in life. But when you start thinking about it, it's actually very empowering because it opens up so many possibilities for you to shift your thinking, feel differently, act differently, and therefore create different results in your life. It gives you all the power in your hands and you do not have to feel like a victim of circumstances. Your brain can easily come up with a number of new thoughts that serve you better and are just as true as the old ones, or maybe even more. And just knowing that, knowing that your brain is this amazing creative power tool and everything in your life begins with a thought that you choose, I think is the best news ever and that is the key to creating exactly the life you want, including the love life you want. So here you go, from me to you. So this is what I wanted to share today, and I will of course be back next week with a new episode of Smart Women's Dating Podcast. And in the meantime, get intentional with your thoughts and see how that changes things in your life. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe. And I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast. And then you'll also help other women find it. 